Well, hello everyone and welcome once again to a Saturday morning live stream where you get to ask a question and I try my best to answer it. I think my track record is pretty good. A track record is the record of how well you've done at something. I think I answer most of the questions well but there's always a few that stump me. When something stumps you in English, it means you don't know the answer to it. Sorry, just let me check something here. Okay, sorry. I just thought I had forgotten something but everything seems to be okay. Uh I do wanna say hi to Dave and Todd. Once again, Dave and Todd, uh they're uh in uh in full form moderating the chat every time I do a live stream. So, it is good to have them here. If you don't have moderators, sometimes strange people come in the chat and say strange things and there's no one there to ask them to be polite. Um so, thanks Dave and Todd for being around. Uh hi to Freddie Wolf and Lolly Lolly, Maria C. Uh Toshi is here, Mode Eggs, Audie the Thai. When I scroll back, I know Rod, the English teacher is here as well. Oh, Philosopho Mickey. I think that means philosopher Mickey but uh hi, Mickey. Good to see you as well. Snazzy is here as well. Uh Maria C as I scroll back. Judith is here. I see some familiar names. Brino, uh Lemon Cute, Gabu and many, many more people all here hopefully to hear me answer a question well about the English language. So, welcome once again to all of you who are here. Remember, the chat is a great place to have English conversations with other English learners. So, while you watch this English lesson, you can listen to me but you can also just have fun conversations with people in the chat. I see Eugene is here and Eugene says it's raining outside. Let me go to the outside camera. So, you can see, I don't know if you can see in the distance, those of you that are familiar with the river, it is very flooded. You can't quite see the puddles but it's just raining a little bit here right now. So, not too bad but uh, it's definitely raining and so, this will be an inside lesson, an indoor lesson. I have a funny feeling the lessons might be inside for quite a while now because as everyone knows, uh winter is coming. But I think we should get the lesson started. Uh Sita says hello. Muhammad says hello. Julia saying hi to Snazzy. Uh good to see all of you in the chat saying hi to each other. Hi to Marwanto as well. Let me jump over to my question form and let me get to the first question. Let's see here. From Ruslan. Hello, dear teacher Bob. No questions today, sir. I'm very fond of your lessons. Stay warm and healthy. Winter is coming, my lord. Have a nice weekend. So, yes, I just said winter is coming. Ruslan is mentioning that winter is coming. It is the 30th of October today. Within a few weeks, we'll see the first snow come down. Hopefully, when that happens, I'll make a little video of it. Um, but definitely fall is about half done if not more and uh, it will be winter soon. Uh let's see here. Mike says, hi, Bob. Could you define these to cowboy up under the influence and to hightail it? Thanks. So, to cowboy up means like to act in a masculine way. Let's get the official definition of to cowboy up. It's a slang term um and it's fairly unique. It's not used a lot. Um to adopt a tough or masculine approach to a course of action. That's the definition of that one. So, I guess sometimes people might say, hey, you know, you're having a tough time in life. Just cowboy up but I I don't use the phrase very often. You might see it or hear it in a TV show or in a movie. Uh when you're under the influence, it means that you've been drinking a lot of alcoholic beverages uh and you're maybe intoxicated or drunk or it means that you've been using drugs like marijuana or another type of drug and so you are then under the influence. Something is influencing your ability to think either the alcohol or the drug that you've taken. Uh when you hightail it, it means you uh leave someplace really quickly. The best example I can give is if people were robbing a store, when the police show up, the robbers would hightail it out of there. They would leave very, very quickly uh for sure. <laughs> Mode says, hi, Mr. Bob. What's up? Please don't say the sky or the ceiling. The sky and the ceiling are up. Hope you didn't have many, too many arrows yesterday. An arrow is a small chocolate bar. I do not have the box beside me. In fact, the in fact, the box is hidden now. Uh do you personally use the phrase, oh my god or do you use other alternatives? I don't. Um I think because I'm a teacher in a school, 
I don't use any of the minor or major swear words in my normal speech. So, because I don't use them at work, I just cho- I just don't use them. It's not common for me um to use those. I do use some of the vulgar swear words like I do say the SHIT word quite a bit in my life uh but I don't use that one in particular and I don't use the F word. Um although when I hit my thumb with a hammer uh sometimes lots of bad words come out of my mouth. That's pretty common I think for everyone. Um let's see here. Kurdish. Hi, Bob. Describe in more details what's the meaning of chasing pavements? It's a song by Adele. I really like that song and have you ever watched Peaky Blinders? So, I have not watched Peaky Blinders um and I am not familiar with the phrase chasing pavements. I will have to listen to that song. Uh it's about whether you should give up or just keep trying. So, it's about splitting up with someone who she was in a relationship with. So, I'll have to listen to that song to get a better sense of uh, of what's going on there. Uh Brent in the chat from American English with this guy. I also don't swear probably because I teach too. I'd hate to ever drop the F-bomb in class. Yeah, when you're a teacher, there's an expectation that you use that you don't use any swear words. Like, that's part of your job for eight hours a day or nine hours a day. So, I think it just becomes standard. Um when I was a construction worker, the people around me swore a lot. I did occasionally but uh not as much as some people. Uh let's see here. Let's get the next question. Nick from Russia. What does it mean to knuckle down? So, I would probably say buckle down. So, when I have a lot of work to do, sometimes I need to buckle down and do it. Let's look for a meaning though of knuckle down because it might be an Americanism to knuckle down. To apply oneself seriously to a task. So, the man knuckled down when there was a lot of work to do. So, I would actually say it's time to buckle down. Buckle down to tackle a task with determination. So, in my area, it seems that we would say buckle down. Like, if I had a lot of work today to do today, instead of having a nap, I would need to buckle down and work really hard. But it sounds like you can also use knuckle down in some parts of the world. Matty Art says, hi, Bob. What do you think about Kazakhstan? Well, I did actually read the Wikipedia article on it. It sounds like a very interesting place. What I found interesting is that the crops that are grown there, it's it's actually challenging, it sounds like, to grow some of the same crops that we grow in North America. So, um I did read the Wikipedia article um and it was certainly interesting. Um I'm not giving a lot of details there are, am I? Um It's um yeah, it I was fascinated because the lower part of the country is very dry. I think when I read about a country, I always first read about how their agriculture is similar or different than ours. This is from Bob's friend. Oh, that's good. I have a friend. (laughs) But then there's a sad face after Bob's friend. I'm not sure what that means. Hi, Bob. What's the difference between reservation and appointment? Plus, can you pronounce entrepreneur, varnish, annihilate, repeal, and frame? Thanks. So, here's how I would use those two words. If I was going to a fancy restaurant, I would call and make a reservation, okay? So, I would call ahead and say, I would like a table for two at 8 p.m. I'd like to make a reservation. If I was calling the dentist or the doctor, I would say, I'd like to make an appointment for Monday at um six o'clock. That's pretty early or late depending on if it's morning or night but I would use an appointment for doctor and dentist and reservation for a restaurant. Kuhn, hello, teacher Bob. My question is, have you ever felt like a square peg in a round hole? Yes, sometimes. Um this is an interesting phrase. In our barn, we actually have um beams of wood that are put together because the barn's really old and they put them together with wooden pegs. So, I think it's a round peg that goes in a round hole but in English when you say you feel like a square peg in a round hole, it means that you're in a situation where you don't feel comfortable. I've had this in life. I've had times where you know, I've gone to an event and uh I've felt like a square peg in a round hole. I think if I went to a YouTuber convention, I would feel like a square peg in a round hole because I'm actually quite old. 
to be on YouTube. You know, I'm 50 years old and I'm a YouTuber. Most YouTubers are in their 20s or 30s. So, if I went to a meeting with other YouTubers, I think I would feel like a square peg in a round hole. Definitely. Um let's see here. From Arena. Hi, Bob. Please explain what to trickle down and merge Meister means. Thank you. Well, I'm not familiar with the second term but when things trickle down, they go from the top and they eventually get to the bottom of an organization or a family. So, let's say this. If the CEO of a company is very kind to everyone around him, that um that kindness might trickle down through the company. So, everyone might just be nicer because the CEO is very nice. Um and you could also talk about um government does this sometimes. They'll give money to a city and they'll hope that by giving money to the city that it will trickle down. It will have a trickle down effect and improve all of the city. Uh and then Merge Meister, I do I do not know. Do not know. <laughs> Dima, hi Bob. I got a question. What is the difference between sentences like he does it every day and he does it every single day? What does single stand for? It's just a way to emphasize. You could even hear it in my voice. Like if I said he does it every day or if I said he does it every single day, I'm just emphasizing in the second sentence that maybe it's bothering me or it impresses me. So, it's just a way to create more emphasis about something that someone does every day. Um he does it every day or he does it every single day. So, (laughs) I can think of a few people that do things every single day that bother me. Uh let's see here. Renata says, hey, Bob, do the words newbie and rookie mean the same thing? I just want to thank you for the awesome work that you do here on YouTube. Keep it up. Have a great day. Well, thanks, Renata. Um you're very welcome by the way. Uh newbie, I think, is a relatively new word in the last 20 years. My first introduction to the word newbie was someone who was new at playing a video game. So, about 20, 25 years ago, I was playing a video game and I saw someone say, you know, oh, that guy's a newbie. He's not very good at the game or they call them a noob. That's the short form of newbie. Um so, rookie is used in like sports. When someone's a new player on a baseball team, you'll say that they're a rookie but in video games, if someone doesn't know how to play a game, you'll call them a newbie or a noob. And newbies used outside of video games now too. But rookie is definitely a sport term. You know, that someone who's just started playing on like the Toronto Blue Jays, you would say it's his rookie season or it's his rookie year. That means it's his first year playing as a professional. Judith. Hi, Bob. What is the difference between pitchfork and trident? Can you tell us the most precious home memory of Halloween? So, a pitchfork is something a farmer uses. Um and they use it to fork hay or to fork manure. Um and it has tines, four or five tines. A trident is actually something that I think did Poseidon have a trident? And it's like it has three points on it and it's used to catch fish, I think. I think that's the difference. Um most precious home memory of Halloween, just the candy. I just loved having this huge bag of candy every year and that I was able to eat it. Um but I do have good memories of going to um our one neighbor where we always got a bunch of candy, a can of pop and sometimes a loony or toonie. That was fun as well. Okay, this is from a little girl. Hi, teacher Bob. How are you doing? Can you pronounce savior, savannah, savvy, versatility, fraud and silicone? Thanks a lot. Excellent work. So, savior, savannah, savvy, versatility, fraud, and silicone. There you go. I think they say Silicon Valley though, don't they? I say silicone, silicon. There might be two pronunciations of that um for sure. Brent says Aquaman has a trident too. Yes, and there's an emoji for a trident. I didn't know that. That's there are a lot of emojis, aren't there? I should maybe have Todd and Dave always find an emoji that relates to what I'm talking about each time. Um hey, Brent, do you say silicon or silicone? So, I think I like Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley. Yep, there's definitely two pronunciations. Uh the next question is in a language I can't read. So, I'm going to skip it. Sorry about that. 
Uh, let's see. Freddy the Frenchie. Il dit, Bonjour, Bob. Uh, je vais poser la question. I would ask you how to contract ought to in the negative form. Can I say I oughtn't to or must I use ought not to? Thank you and wish you a great day. I would always say you ought not do that or you ought not. Yeah, that's interesting. I ought to go I ought to go to work Monday. I ought not to go to work Monday. So, we don't use the word ought a lot. So, (laughs) that rhymes by the way. It is tricky to give an example. I would say I ought to go to work Monday. Then I would probably say I shouldn't go to work Monday. I might flip it instead of using ought. You know, yeah, I think that's the key. You ought to drink eight glasses of water a day. You shouldn't drink eight bottles of beer a day. That's how I would flip it. I would go to shouldn't. Definitely. Ario. Hi, Ario. Hola, Mr. Bob. Happy Halloween. I want to watch the animated movie on Halloween day. The movie is called Hotel Transylvania 2012. What movies would you like to watch? I don't have a particular movie I like to watch on Halloween but I do sometimes watch um I think it's it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown where Linus goes and uh goes to a pumpkin patch at night waiting for something called the great pumpkin. I don't want to say too much about it. That's something I will watch each year uh if I do find the time. Juan says, glad to see you teacher Bob. I was wondering which of these is correct. Make the most of your day or yeah, it's definitely the first one. You should make the most of your day. So, that means you know have a good night's sleep but get up and get some work done every day. Make the most of your day. Go for a walk. Do some exercise. Get some work done. Make the most of your day. That's definitely how I would answer that one. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Betty. I'm not laughing at the question but people ask this a lot. Hey, Bob, what's up? I'm busy at work. So, would you mind sharing some tips on time management? Many thanks. So, number one, this is, this is, it won't work for everyone but number one, if you can choose, let's say you have 10 things to do in a day. If you can choose what order to do them in, do the hardest things first. That's what I always do. I always do the thing in my day that I least want to do as soon as possible after breakfast. So, I that would be my number one piece of advice. Um don't do all the fun things first um if you get to choose. From hi, Mr. Bob. I'm Kai. What is the meaning of precarious? So, if you built a house, let's say there was a cliff and you built a house right on the edge of the cliff, that would be a precarious place to put a house because there's danger that the cliff might um fall away or your house might fall over the cliff. So, when you climb, uh if you go rock climbing, once you get to a certain height, it's very precarious. There's a possibility that you could fall. Let's get the official definition of precarious. Let me find that. Precarious, not securely held or in position, dangerously likely to fall or collapse. So, it doesn't just have to do with things falling. If a company spends too much money that's a precarious situation because they might run out of money. So, there are different things in life that can be precarious but yes, in danger of falling or things going badly. Halim from Indonesia. Hi, Bob. What is the what what is the meaning of a phrase take it for granted and how to use it in a sentence? When you take someone for granted, it means they're doing something for you and you don't ever thank them or recognize them for it. The best example for me is always teenagers. When I was a teenager, I took my parents for granted. That means I didn't actually realize how much work they were doing in order for me to have food. I had a nice house that I lived in. I had a car I could drive when I was 17. My parents did a lot and I kind of took it for granted. I didn't ever say, wow, thanks mom and dad. You're awesome. You did so much for me and I appreciate you. So, the opposite of taking someone for granted is to appreciate someone. Uh let's see here. I wanted to see if Brent talked about silicone and I forgot to look at that. No, I don't see that in the chat. I will continue on. Arthur Lima. Hi, Bob. Books can help us to improve our English. Definitely. In fact, 
What you want to do is you want to read a book that's not too easy and not too hard but you want it to be a little bit hard. So, if you read an English book, let's say you read a book like um I'm gonna say Diary of a Wimpy Kid which is a book written for children. If you read that book and you don't have to look up any words then it's not really helping you improve your English. It's helping a little bit. So, always look for books where you need to look up a word or two on every page. L- try to read books where it's just a little bit challenging and that will help you quite a bit. Now, there's nothing wrong with reading easy books either. You just won't learn as many new words, right? Arian, hello, Mr. Bob. Could you please tell me these two idioms, a piece of cake and a cup of tea are the same. Have a good day. So, they kind of mean the same thing. If I do a job and it's easy, I could say that was a piece of cake but we use, I could say that was a cup of tea but we actually use cup of tea in a different way. We usually use it in the negative to describe something we don't like. Like, we'll just say, ah, it's not my cup of tea. You know, you know, going, I actually just heard this phrase last night. I was talking to my son and he used the phrase, ah, it's not really my cup of tea. We use that phrase to talk about something we don't like doing, okay? I, I don't like extreme sports. They're not my cup of tea, okay? I like doing things that are a little more calm. So, you could say something is a piece of cake and say that it was a cup of tea but we usually use that second phrase in the negative for sure. Uh let's see here. Trung says, what do I answer if the neighbor kid knock on my door for trick or treat? Thank you. You say hello. You open your door and you say hello and you hold out a bowl of candy and you say take one or take two however many you're letting them take and then you and then Uh, You might wanna say something like, oh, you guys look really cool. What are you all dressed up as? Okay, just ask them what their costume is if you don't recognize it and then say bye and then they'll leave and then more kids will come and then it will go happen over and over again. Amanj, hi, Bob. What does don't let your guard down mean? Thanks for the opportunity. So, there's a time when you're really relaxed and you just say whatever you're thinking When I'm around my siblings, when I'm around my brothers and sisters, I'm very relaxed but when I'm around certain people, maybe at work, I don't let my guard down. It means that I only, I think before I speak, I don't joke around too much because I, yeah, it's tricky. When you're around people who might get offended easily, um you tend to make sure that you don't, you don't wanna let your guard down. So, you, you kind of, Yeah, you think a lot before you speak. Let's look this one up. Let's get a good definition of don't let your guard down. Let's see here. Yeah, so it means that you don't wanna let people see the real you. That's an interesting definition of it, right? Um let's see here. To be guarded and vigilant about what you say and do. So, you don't wanna let your guards down. Um yeah, there's people in business who will always want to take advantage of you. So, don't let your guard down. Hopefully, that made some sense. Hopefully, that gives you uh an an understanding of it. Oh, philosopho Mickey. I used to just say Mickey but then I read your name and it's philosopher Mickey. Hey, Bob, what's the best part of being a farmer? And I've heard a girl say bits and bobs. Can you explain to us what did she mean by that? The best part of being a farmer is when you plant a crop and you get really nice rain through the growing season and then you have a really big harvest. That's my favorite part. Um and bits and bobs is a very British term. Um I don't know the exact definition but I think it means like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know. Um we can look up the meaning. It's not a common phrase uh in Canadian English. Meaning of bits and bobs. Things are objects of different kinds. There were just a few bits and bobs of furniture in the office. So, very very much a British term, Mickey. Luca, how do you link the words law, office together? Yeah, that's a good question. Law office. He works in a law office. My voice kind of does a weird thing there. Like, he works in a law office, law office, law office, law office. My, do you see my chin move a little bit? 
So, I can't tell you exactly what I'm doing. He works in a law office. Like but there's a little uh, office. Law office. Law office. It's not like you hit the W hard. You don't suddenly pronounce it but it's law office. Law office. There you go. That's what it sounds like. Hopefully, all of you can figure out how to make that same sound. Uh Nazli. Hello, teacher Bob. Thanks for this lesson. No problem. My question is, which one is true? A bearded man or a man with a beard? What is the difference between them? Thank you for the answer. So, I am a man with a beard. I am a bearded man. They mean the same thing. Generally, when we talk about someone who has a beard or a mustache, we'll say, you know, that guy with the mustache. Oh, the guy with the beard. Hey, who's in charge here? Oh, the guy over there in the blue shirt, the guy with the beard. That's how we would say that. We wouldn't say We wouldn't say the bearded man but it is correct. You can totally you can totally use that but you would say the the man with the beard. The guy with the beard over there. Yep. Uh let's see here. I'm gonna skip the next one because it's a pretty intense grammar question about uh state of and dynamic verbs. So, I'm just gonna leave that one. Better off actually having a good lesson on that where someone can diagram things. So, I'm gonna skip that one. Next question is from Nahid the Torontonian. One interesting thing I learned from native speakers is that funny can be used to describe something negative. Funny smell. Is there a rule of some of thumb for it? No, but we do do that, don't we? Like um I'm, I'm trying to think like I have a funny feeling in my head, right? That means you don't feel good. It's kind of a negative description of how you feel uh or your example like there's a funny smell in here. That means there's a bad smell in the room. So, sometimes at work, I'll open the fridge and I'll and I'll just say, ah, oh, there's a funny smell in this fridge. That means there's a bad smell. So, there is no rule of thumb that I know of um but definitely, yes, you can use funny to talk about something that's not funny for sure. Um let's see here. Hedy Hem says, hey to the great teacher. My question is, If I take a break for one or two months and ignore English completely, is that okay or not? It really depends. I would say if you're learning a language and you take a one or two month break, two months sounds pretty long. Taking two or three weeks off sounds like a good idea. Sometimes your brain's just full and you just need a break but I would say if you're very if you're really serious about learning English, I would say two months is too long. Um if you need to take off two weeks or three weeks, maybe four weeks, uh take a break and come back when you feel refreshed but yeah, two months is a pretty long time to to not study something. You you might forget a few things. Um next is from Tashi. Could you teach me how to use neither nor and the second one we don't use. It's always neither nor. So, neither my red van nor my blue van is brand new. <laughs> They're both rusty. Um and then if I was to go for a drive, I could take either my red van or my blue van. Okay? So, it's neither nor either or and there's two example sentences for you. Hey, I should say hi. Let's go to river cam. Oh, it's a little overexposed. It must be getting brighter out outside. Um I do wanna say hi to the 415 people watching. I'm always shocked when I see how many people are watching my live stream. So, thank you for being here. If you're new here, there's a big red subscribe button here. You should click it uh and you will be a subscriber of my channel. Always a good time. Always fun. Um what time is it here? I'll do a couple more questions um and then we will move uh to members only chat. So, let me get back to my questions. You guys can have a look at my messy room behind me. And let me get the question on the screen. Sanha says, hi, is grammar important and will natives understand if my grammar is wrong? Grammar is important to a degree. I would say that five percent of your time studying should be studying grammar, maybe three percent. I don't think you should study grammar fifty percent of the time. Like if you study ten hours a week, I think it would be a mistake to study grammar for five hours. If you're studying 10 hours a week and you spend about 30 minutes studying grammar, that's probably good. The reason I say that is because when you listen and when you read, you will naturally hear the grammar and it's nice to be able to attach that to some formal learning. Like 
if you learn how to conjugate the verb to be and then you hear it in a song and on a TV show, you can connect them. But I think you're much better off spending time immersing yourself in English. You do you should learn some. Uh and will natives understand if my grammar is wrong? Mostly. If they're patient, they will take the time and they will find a way to understand you. Definitely. Uh let me see here. Let's go here. Let's go here. I'm just gonna check something and we are going to go to members only chat. So, what is members only chat? Members only chat is a time where people who have clicked the join button below have uh can now talk directly in the chat to me. Ask me a question and I will try my best to answer it. I can see Toshi has already said thank you, Bob. No problem. Um I will probably leave it on should I leave it on messy room cam or outdoor cam? I'll switch back and forth. Oh, let's not go to timer cam. Um what was I gonna say? I had something on my mind. Oh, I was gonna say some of you would like to support me um but you don't want to be a member but you send an email and you say I don't wanna be a member or I can't sign up to be a member. How else can I support you? Well, there's a few ways. Subscribing helps. Clicking the thumbs up button helps. Um watching my Tuesday videos from beginning to end really helps. It tells YouTube that everyone likes the video. Um what else can help? Just sharing my videos with people who you think would like them. Um Snazzy says, I think there was Jen out of the window. I did have it on river cam and I actually didn't see who went out there but someone did walk past, didn't they, Snazzy? Mode, eggs, conjugation, huh. It was a piece of cake for me until I started learning French. Oui, c'était difficile pour moi aussi quand j'ai commencé à apprendre les conjugations. Bien sûr. They are very, very tricky, aren't they? Conjugations. Uh, Maria, hello, Ario Handayo. Happy Halloween to you. And Toshi says, not messy, Bob. Well, depends how I point my camera. It's a little messier than you might think. It's messy over there and it's messy over there but you guys can't see that. Um let's see here. Sita says, Mr. Bob, I just want to say thank you. No problem. Uh you are very welcome. Betty Lou says, hi, the cutest teacher, Bob. Do you think people pleaser lose themselves in some way? I'm curious about your distinct, the stream has disconnected. Let me just double check to see how things are going. Hopefully, we're back online. I think it's working again now. I think we just had a little bit of a hiccup there. Um okay. So, let me get back to the questions. I'll leave my earbud in. Freddie Wolf. Hi, Bob. No further questions today. Just want to say salut et merci and to wish you a nice Halloween and a great weekend too. By the way, are there still some candies left? Yes, we did. I hid them so no one can eat them. Mode says, I never skip the ads on Mr. Bob's videos. That helps too. That does actually help. Stazzy. Hi, Bob. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Here's a question. I'm obsessed with something. What does that mean? It means you like it a lot. Um maybe too much. Some people are obsessed with sports. So, they watch basketball and they watch football and they watch hockey. Whenever there are sports on TV, they watch it uh instead of doing chores or cleaning their house. So, when you're obsessed with something, you do it too much or you like it too much. Maria C. Hello, Bob. I saw your video about books, movies, etc. and I wanted to ask you if you watch the TV show The Office. I know there's a UK version and an American one. Yes, I have watched the American one. I've watched a little bit of the British one. Um and that show actually was one of the most popular ones selected. You'll I don't wanna give too many spoilers. You'll see on Tuesday. I compiled all the results uh yesterday. So, you'll see that it made it into the top 10 at least. Uh maybe top five. I don't wanna give anything away. I think I just did. <laughs> Julia Olise. Hi, teacher. Could you please say is this a correct sentence? I remember being sat down by my boss because doesn't mean got lectured. Yes. Like if you say ah, I was I got sat down by the teacher today and he told me all the stuff I was doing wrong or my boss sat me down and told me that my work needs to improve. It means that you were talked to in a stern way. Okay, let me make sure I'm not skipping anything here. Mode says, I understand the difference between economic and economical, electric and electrical, historic and historical but what about classic and classical? We use classical and classic uh interchangeably. I'm not sure what's correct. Like you can listen to classic music or classical music. 
I think classical is the correct way to describe it. Um but that one I think because the word isn't used a lot. Um yeah, I should take that back. It is used. Like you can drive a classic car or you could say, wow, that's a classic when you're describing something uh to someone. Like the office, that's a classic. That would mean that it's a a really good show from the past. So, um yeah. I'll have to think about that one, Mode. Uh oh, Philosopho Mickey. Bob, do you believe aliens exist? I've watched some documentaries and they have made me doubt about them. I don't know but it's a big universe. Like, I don't think they exist but when I watch shows about the size of the universe, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? It is a big universe. (laughs) Uh let's see here. Let me get down to Eugene. I'm going to the greatest team of volunteers appreciation party for my local MP, James Maloney. Re-election campaign at the Irish pub in Etobicoke after this lesson. Awesome, Eugene. Have fun. Mode says lagging and then Dave says back for me. So, that must be back when we had the little hiccup. Let me double check to make sure. Yep, everything good. Uh let's see here. Maria C. I think that after Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm, both by the genius Larry David, this one is amazing. Yes. Uh Seinfeld was funny. I have not watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. Everyone recommends that I need it. Mode says now it's back. Todd says I think we're good. Awesome. Rod says Freddie Wolf, I agree. The huge candy box he showed yesterday had my mouth watering. <laughs> yeah. Wanda says hi teacher Bob. How are you? I notice that sometimes you look up for some trick words uh in internet. Which site do you use? Many things. I just use Google. I just search meaning of and then the word and then I look for the first definition from Google. Betty Lou says, hi, the cutest teacher, Bob. Do you think how we think inside can affect how we act outside? Yes, definitely. Question two, should we pretend to be okay? What's your thought on that? Have your water drink first. Okay. Um I think it's important for everyone to have one trusted person in their life who they talk to about things, about private things. Um whether that's a spouse or a good friend uh or a family member, I think it's just important to to talk things through. I think that helps a lot. Maria C. Bob, did you have some lint chocolate inside the candies box? No. Um and are there any Kit Kats left? Sorry, there's a fly here. Reminds me of years ago years ago. A couple years ago when I did my lives, I would have a fly friend that would come to learn English. Uh there are still Kit Kats left but there's lots of coffee crisp because no one likes those. Kaiseta, dear teacher Bob, if I say let's go for a walk, shall we? Shall we is it correct? Thank you. Yeah, let's go for a walk, shall we? Totally correct. Sounds a little formal but people do say it, okay? Um let's get going, shall we? Um let's go for a walk, shall we? Uh let's eat supper now, shall we? Definitely. Totally um totally normal to say that. Audie says, hi teacher Bob. Today, no question because I'm watching you now. I'm watching football together. (laughs) Thanks. Your your um your double yeah, what what would we say that? You're double tasking? I'm not sure. That's not an actual phrase. There is a phrase for that. Uh let's see here. Snazzy. Here's another one. What does why don't you give me a break mean? Thanks in advance. If someone is being mean to me or if someone uh is just saying things that aren't nice, I could say, why don't you give me a break? Like, just stop saying these things. Why don't you give me a break and let me just think for a bit? Um so, definitely when someone is saying mean things to you, you would say, why don't you give me a break? Modags, you just said that people often send you emails. So, can I send you one please? You can but I don't uh it has a very hard filter, spam filter on it because I get a lot of spam. So, there's a good chance I won't see it. Um I had to do that because too many people were sending me emails um for all kinds of weird stuff. A lot of spam. So, um you can try mode but there's a chance I won't see it. Sam says, hi teacher Bob and everyone. I just watched a game stream and wondered is that a cringe of slang if that's embarrassing. Hi teacher Bob. I just watched a game stream and wondered if that's cringe Yes, definitely. If I say, oh, that's cringe. That's so cringe. It means that is embarrassing or that was embarrassing. Uh let's see here. 
Toshi says, I'm sorry, Bob. It's 1234 on Sunday morning. I'm going to bed. Well, I think you should. It's time to get a good night's sleep, I think, Toshi. Julia, thank you. I wasn't sure and now I am. No problem. Betty Lou, hi, the cutest teacher, Bob. How important is making mistakes while learning English? Yes, make mistakes. Just do it. I'd love to hear from you. Anyways, have fun doing your live stream. My feeling is this. If you're not making mistakes when you're learning a language, you're not learning the language because there's things you need to do like writing and speaking where you will just make mistakes. If you wait until you think you can write something perfectly the first time or if you wait to have conversations until you think you can have perfect grammar and pronunciation, you'll just not learn. You have to make mistakes to learn a language for sure. Uh let's see. Kaiseda, what is correct? Music school or musical school? We would say music school. Like he went to a music school. Oh, it's a really good music school. He's very musical. He went to a music school. There you go. Julia, may I ask one more question? What is the 10 items or less line? When you go to the grocery store, there are checkout lines and if you want to get out faster, you go to the express uh checkout which is usually 10 items or less or 8 items or less or 12 items or less. So, if you only have a few things in your grocery cart, you go to that line and you get out quicker. Mode, back to the word silicone. Brent said he pronounces the last part like cone. He said that a couple of times actually but you missed it. You're not You're a bit discombobulated today, Mr. Bob. Well, I scrolled back and I didn't see it but uh, thanks, Brent and thanks, Mode for mentioning that. Multitasking, definitely that's the word I'm looking for. Eugene says, Chinese boiled dumpling for lunch. I actually have some dumplings in the fridge. I think I should eat those for lunch too. Oh, Philosopho Mickey, Bob, when you heard the word Brazil, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Do you know something about Brazil? The first thing that comes to mind is your flag. And the second thing that comes to mind is really, really good soccer teams or football teams as you might call them. Uh let's see. Betty Lou, happy Halloween, the cutest teacher, Bob. What's the difference between exceed and surpass? What does yuppie really mean? I wish you all the best. Thank you. So, a yuppie is someone who um it's a word from the past but a yuppie was someone who had like a really nice job and both people worked and they had a lot of money and they drove like little imported cars. I can't really describe yuppie uh, too well but definitely that's how I would describe them. When you exceed expectations or surpass them, it means you go past the point where you needed to go. Okay, let me get some things changed here. Give me one moment. Let's go back to subscriber mode on the chat. Looks like I should double check my connection. Yeah, everything seems to be working well. We got a question back on the screen. Julia says, one more in the chat. Thank you so much. When you explain my questions, they seem too easy to ask. Well, that's sometimes how it goes, right? You ask a question and then when you hear the answer, you're like, ah, yeah, I should have thought of that. That sounded that sounded really easy to understand. Let's see here. Um Kaiseta says, Bob, I'm happy you answered my two questions today. Thank you very much, my favorite teacher. No problem. And then Mode says, let's go easy on Mr. Bob. A lot of questions today. I can feel myself speeding up. So, maybe I should slow down a little bit. Lemon Cute says, hi, Bob. Is the epidemic situation okay in Canada, Bob? At my place, the situation is quite complicated. I still can't go to school and still have to study online. So, in Ontario, Canada, things are actually pretty good right now in terms of the pandemic. In Alberta and Saskatchewan, two other provinces, things were pretty rough for a bit and I think they're getting a tiny bit better but they're still not that good. We have a very high vaccination rate in Ontario and uh so far, the fall has been pretty good. We still have school uh every day. We don't have to learn from home. Um so, I'm crossing my fingers. That means I'm hoping that it stays that way. Let's see here. Daniel, how old are you? I'm 25 years old, Daniel. <laughs> no, I'm not 25 years old. I am 50 years old. Five zero. I am a 50 year old man. Um my birthday was this past summer and I uh as everyone does on their birthday, I became one year older and I am now 50 years old. Let's see here. 
Eduardo, hi Bob. Good morning. If I say your videos are sick, we do have to add a verb in there. That means they're awesome. Thanks in advance. Yes, this is a slang term to describe something that is good. Like that car is so sick or wow, you built a brand new computer. That it's so sick. This game is so sick. Um people my age don't use that word. Younger people do but I've noticed that the students I currently teach don't use it. The students a few years ago used it a lot. So, maybe the word is becoming less popular. That happens sometimes. Yaroslav says, morning teacher Bob. What is the difference between pronunciation of weather and weather? Take care of yourself. They are the same. Yes, whether you like it or not, the weather is sometimes bad. So, there's a sentence with both of them in it. So, whether you like it or not, sometimes you have to go out in bad weather because you just have to get things done. So, exactly the same pronunciation. Yes. Uh let's see here. This is from Sava. Hi, Mr. Bob. I am from Ukraine. I am 11. I want to ask you, do you like Halloween? Well, first of all, thanks for hanging out, Sava, and learning some English. Um do I like Halloween? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think as an adult, it was a little bit hectic. What that means is taking the kids out was very busy and you're driving around in the dark a lot. Um but as a kid, I loved it. Uh and I do think it was fun for my kids to go out for Halloween for sure. Claudia has the next question. Hi, Bob. How could I say congratulations, teacher? Your lessons are very useful using other words. For example, if somebody gets a degree or does a good job, how can I congratulate? So, there's a few phrases that come to mind. If you, let's say your nephew graduates from school, you could say congratulations, way to go. Um way to go is a phrase we use to describe when someone does something cool. Oh, your team won, way to go. Um we often say that's awesome or that's cool. That's a little more, it's not slang but it's very informal. Um if someone gets a degree, I would I would say congratulations. If someone graduated from university uh and if someone does a good job, I would say, oh, good job or well done. Um if someone gets a new job, I would probably say congratulations on the new job. So, a little bit different than what you were asking. Uh let's see. Okay. Um Arjun says, hey, Bob, how are you? My question is, please explain the difference between until and unless and can you can you tell that from where and how are you learning French resources? So, first of all, um you have to study English until you understand it. You have to watch TV shows until you understand the people who are speaking. Um if you um you can't learn English unless you study English. So, there's two example sentences. Hopefully, that helps you understand the difference. Uh and how are you learning French? So, my resources for learning French. Number one, I try to read at least one novel in French every month. Number two, I watch the news every night in French for 30 minutes, five nights a week. Number three, I speak with a friend of mine in France once a week for an hour. We speak for 30 minutes in French and 30 minutes in English. Number four, am I on number four? I almost always have French music on my phone. When I go for a walk, I'll sometimes listen to music if I'm walking in my driveway. Um but when I walk along the road, I usually don't. But I do like to listen to French music. So, there you have a few of the things. I don't do a lot of writing in French. That's one thing I could improve on for sure. Um next question. From wait, did I answer the whole question? I think I answered the whole question. Um let me just go back for a sec. Yes, I think I got it. Mobisher says, hello, teacher Bob. I have a question. Please answer the question. What does hangout mean? Please explain it for me. So, sometimes my kids will go to a friend's house to hang out. It simply means that they're just together doing what kids do. Sometimes my uh my son will go hang out with his friends at their house or his friends will meet at a coffee shop and just hang out. When you hang out with someone, it means you spend time with them. You have conversations with them. Um maybe you do activities together like go to a movie and then after the movie, you might hang out uh for a bit at someone's house. It simply means to spend time with them. I think though, on my screen, the chat has frozen. 
I'm not sure if that's true on your screens. I wonder if I just refresh my screen here if that will fix it. Oh, I think it's working. Yeah. It looked like it froze for a bit but that could just be something else. Okay. Next question. Let me find my question page. Ushin. Hello, Bob. Could you please explain to me, I have to add the word to in there, what is the meaning of regular basis and daily basis? Thank you. So, I work out on a regular basis. That means that I don't work out every day but I work out regularly. So, I go for walks on a regular basis. So, I go on Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, maybe Saturdays but if I said you know I take a vitamin on a daily basis that means I take it every day, seven days a week. So, it's just a different way of describing something that happens regularly, okay? If you say, oh, I do that on a regular basis, it means you do it but not necessarily every day but if you say you do something on a daily basis, you definitely do it every day. Well, let's see here. Okay, go back. I'm talking to myself as I click things. Rinku, hi bro. I'm 48. Where do you live in Canada and do you think it's a great place to retire? My question is how to introduce on your first day of school as a middle school. So, are you a teacher then? I'm gonna guess that if you're 48 and you're introducing yourself on the first day of school, you probably teach middle school. I would just say your first and last name or not your first name. I would say Mr or Mrs or Miss. Uh, and then your last name and welcome people to the class and get started. Where do I live? I live in the middle of nowhere but if you wanted to find the general area, I'm close to the city of Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. That gives you the general area and then if you just go out into the middle of the country, you'll you'll see me (laughs) on Google Maps. Jocelyn from Peru. Hi, Mr. Bob. I'm currently focusing on my pronunciation and speech skills. Could you please recommend some book or topic about syllable pronunciation in different cases? I don't have a recommendation for you um, on how to use contractions and connected speech and when we pronounce both syllables in a word and when we don't Um, because there's words like you know, I put my clothes in a drawer and he's a good drawer. So, there's you know, sometimes you pronounce both syllables. Sometimes it gets slurred into one. So, sorry, Jocelyn. I do not have a good book to recommend for that but I would say listen to a lot of you know good English content that has a lot of regular everyday speech in it. Um see you, Brent. Brent says, I need to get going. My daughter needs a ride. Enjoy your Saturday, everyone. The the joy of being a dad or mom is you just give rides a lot to people. Uh let's see here. Salah says, hey, teacher Bob, we want to share jokes. We want to share funny things. So, jokes, I'll say one thing about jokes. Jokes are a good way for you to measure how well you understand a language. When I started to understand French jokes, when you start to understand English jokes, it means your English comprehension level, your ability to understand English is pretty good. When you can understand a joke in a foreign language, that is a good sign and when you can tell jokes in an English conversation, that's a good sign as well. It means you're doing a really, really good job. Let's see here. Martin, dear teacher Bob, what are the differences between burger and burger? How can I say that correctly? For me, the same problem with beer and bear. So, first of all, the second word burger is not a common word in English. The first word burger is, it's short for hamburger um but the actual second word B-E-R-G-E-R um it's like I I don't even I don't use that word like burger. I think it means like someone who lives out in the country and takes care of sheep. It's not a common word but burger, the first one definitely is. Um and then I think your first word B-I-E-R. I think you might, I don't know if you're saying beer like, let me look this up. That's also not a common word. Yeah, it's, it's used for burial. You might see it like if you watch a really old movie. Um, but I, yeah, the second word is bear. That's all I can tell you. And then beer, B-E-E-R is pronounced beer. Bear. There was a bear in the woods. So, I ran away and when I 
got home, I had uh, a glass of beer. There you go. Don't get confused beer though with beer like B-I-E-R but uh, let me move on. Stanislav says, hi, Bob. Thank you for your videos. Can you answer what should I pay an attention to my English lessons on while teaching if not on grammar? So, you should focus on some grammar. So, remember I said earlier if you were here, if you were spending 10 hours a week learning English, you should be spending about 30 minutes studying grammar. There is some value to studying some grammar but to me, the most important thing is make sure you're doing a lot of reading. Make sure you're doing a lot of listening. Make sure you're doing a lot of writing and make sure you're having English conversations and then make sure you take time to mix them together. Like you can mix reading and listening by reading a transcript while you watch a video. So, you're listening and reading at the same time. You can combine listening and writing by listening to something and trying to write down what you hear um but do all do all four as much as you can. And some people enjoy just finding new vocabulary. That's one of the things I also like to do with French is just to find new words and I find most of my new vocabulary words while reading. Uh, Let's see. So, yesterday. So, this is from Pavel. Hello, Bob. In your video about Halloween which looked like this. Yesterday, I did a lesson on Halloween. A shorter version of this lesson will come out tomorrow. Um You said, my parents would take me out for Halloween. What does to take out mean in this phrase? Thank you for your lessons. It means they went with me. Parents will take their kids out for Halloween. It means that their kids will get dressed up in costumes. Their parents will then walk with them house to house while they say trick or treat to get candy. So, if someone um like if parents take their kids out for Halloween, it means like maybe they all jump in a car and drive somewhere and then they walk to house to house but Definitely, that's how I would use that phrase. Natalia Belgrade. Hi, Natalia. Hi, Bob. How are you? My question is, what is the difference between vanish and disappear? Thank you. Well, if someone disappears or if someone vanishes, it means they're there and then all of a sudden, they're not there. They disappear. They vanish. So, I would use those two words in exactly the same way. Denise. How to learn English at home? Well, one of the cool things about the world right now is that we have the internet and it makes learning a language at home by yourself um, a lot easier than it was 30 or 40 years ago. So, now you can watch YouTube videos. You can come to live lessons on YouTube. You can read the news in English. You can uh, you can find English music to listen to. You can uh, write emails back and forth to an English speaking friend. You can meet on Zoom or Facebook or uh, any of those platforms to have an actual English conversation. So, I would say the way to learn English at home is to use your computer or phone a lot um, but also don't forget things like books and those types of things that are helpful as well. Uh let's see here. Rosa. Hello, Bob. In a tournament of tennis, they say that a player is seed number one. For example, what does seed in this case mean? When teams play in a tournament, in order to decide before anyone plays how to make the matchups, they do what's called seeding. So, they look at how good the team is and then they say, coming into the tournament, we think based on past play, that they are the best team or we think this tennis player based on how well he or she has played this past year is the fourth seed. So, they look at how well the team or the player has performed over the last few months or year and they decide what place they would be and then they use that to decide if you know seed number one plays seed number four, seed number two plays seed number three. So, it's just a way of kind of ranking teams or players before a tournament is played. Jose, hi, thanks for your videos. Please, an explanation about using ain't. I heard it's very informal. Yeah, well, I ain't gonna give an answer for this one. No, I am. I would just, that was just an example sentence. Um, it means that you're not going to do something or if you say he ain't gonna go to the store this afternoon with you, 
It means he isn't going to go to the store with you. I don't use it very often. I think I used it a lot more when I was younger and I don't actually hear it that much anymore. I'll have to listen a bit more. I know this question came up a week ago or two weeks ago and I think I said the same thing. I'm not sure I really hear this word or contraction a lot anymore. I'm out of water but it's also time to end the live stream. So, let's take a look outside. It's not raining but it certainly looks like it's gonna rain. It's rained on and off while we've been sitting here. Uh let's go to this screen and let me say a few things. Thank you so much for watching. Uh big thank you to Todd and Dave for moderating the chat. Um I think we had a little bit of a connection hiccup halfway through but I think everything came back to normal. Um but thank you. If you are new here, if you've never watched my videos before, uh do click that subscribe button. Um a little lesson will come out Tuesday. Um I will do a live lesson next Friday and then I will do this lesson uh question and answer lesson again next Saturday. So, Anyways, thanks for hanging out for an hour. Thanks to Todd and Dave for moderating. Uh thanks to Rod, the English teacher and Brent from American English with this guy for hanging out in the chat and thanks to all of you for being here as well. Let me say bye to all the people who are saying bye. Bye to Ario, Judith, Patana, Sam. Uh I love, I can't read the rest of it because I don't have my reading glasses. Bye to Freddie, Maria C, Ophilaso, Mickey, Julia, Olise, Mode Eggs and everyone else who is here. My throat's getting a little dry. And my water's gone. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna call this one now. So, bye everybody. Have a great weekend. Uh see you Tuesday with a new little lesson. By the way, Tuesday will be the results of the survey that all of you filled out. I think over 1500 people at this point have filled out the survey as of yesterday. So, I have lots of information about the coolest book, song, TV show, movie that people are watching to help them learn English. Anyways, bye. Have a good day. Have a good weekend. Uh, See you Tuesday. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash Bob the Canadian.